Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things Amazon private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it? AMPM podcast. As a matter of fact, I was just in Austin, Texas, and I was there for two conferences. One of them was the first ever ManyChat conference. It was called Conversations 2018. It's cool to be the first ever because these guys are going to go big. And while I was there learning about how to bot my way through conversations online, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So guys, yeah, these conferences, I say this over and over, you guys have to go to them, okay? It could be life-changing, it could be business-changing for sure. I went to two. I went to War Room, which is a a high-level type event that is put on by the guys over at the Digital Marketer. Of course, the Conversations one, which was done by ManyChat. The cool thing about going to these other than learning things, you know, that you're seeing people on stage or you're in some kind of intensive or whatever is the networking, okay? It's good, first of all, to see familiar faces. You're gonna be running into people that you've met at other conferences, you go to dinner, you you know, you know, learn things. But outside of that, this networking, even if it's at the bar, even if it's you know meeting somebody for the first time, you're gonna pick up a nugget or two, okay? One of these gold nuggets. And it could be really, really big for your business, right? While I was there, for example, I got invited into a beta program for Amazon, okay? It's a special thing, I'm not gonna talk about it, but it's really, really cool talking to the right person there. We also learned some things at one of the conferences that's completely changing the dynamic and the direction of where we're taking our company, right? It's going to be a massive change, but it's going to be huge. And we expect to see some really big things. So these are things that happen, you know, just talking to people. I actually met a couple guys that are going to be on a podcast that we're doing. That's going to be the very next podcast that you listen to about product launches. Okay. Very, very cool. So go to these events. You'll learn a lot. It's worth, you know, people always ask, is it worth going to an event if they charge $1,000? In my opinion, I guess it depends. It depends who you're going to run into, but usually yes, okay? Usually you're going to pick up something that can make $1,000 back in over the course of a year or two years, right? $1,000 is only what, $3 a day. And it's $3 a day over the course of a year. But if you can implement something that makes a $3 a day change in your business, it was worth going, right? So anyways, that being said, this particular episode is going to be about product reviews. Okay. Everybody always talks about product reviews. It's a big thing. People want to know how to get product reviews. The majority of things that people do, the majority of things that people are taught are against Amazon terms of service. Does that mean people don't do it? Of course not. People still do it. I've taught things in the past that probably shouldn't be done anymore. Things are constantly changing. And Amazon just rolled out a new guideline on reviews that I wanted to go over. I kind of wanted to pick through the, uh, their, their actual terms of service for reviews one at a time because I think so many people have never even read the terms of service on reviews and are a little bit confused. So we're going to go through and uh, I'm going to do my best at deciphering what it is that they're saying. But again, some of it can be open to interpretation. Amazon usually goes very, very broad with their terms of service so that they can come in and then slam the hammer down and make changes if needed. So that said, let's get into it and go over 
these things. So let me pull up. I got a, I got some notes here on a screen. Actually, I have not the notes, but I have the actual terms of service that I want to go over. So first of all, what happens if you violate the terms of service? Okay, if you actually do something that breaks the rules with Amazon in regards to getting reviews, a lot of bad things could happen. Okay, first of all, they can withdraw your selling privileges on Amazon, or they might remove all of the product reviews for that that you actually generated. Okay, or they could permanently delist that product from Amazon. And worst, I guess the worst of all scenarios, legal action could be taken against you by Amazon. And we've actually seen this happen in the past where a lot of people were buying fake reviews off of Fiverr.com and Amazon went after all the service providers. And I believe they went after some of the people that were actually using those services. So you got to be really careful about who you choose to actually work with on this kind of stuff. Obviously, if you're going out and you're buying reviews, I would not recommend that. You're going to be in trouble, most likely. Amazon's getting amazing at being able to detect this kind of stuff. Okay. So now that we know all the bad stuff that can happen, let's talk about what you can and can't do. Okay. So I'm going to go through these, the TOS here. Okay. So the first one here, a seller posts a review of their own product or a competitor's products. That's pretty self-explanatory, right? Yeah. You're not supposed to go in and post a review on yourself and you absolutely should not ever go into your customer's products, their product pages and post a review there because most likely you're not going to give it a favorable review, right? It's your competitor. You're going to point out all the weaknesses. So you're going to call those things out. So they don't want that. All right. Number two here, a seller offers a third party, a financial reward, discount, free products or other compensation in exchange for a review on their product or their competitor's product. This includes using services that sell customer reviews, websites, or social media. So this was pretty big a little over a year ago when Amazon threw down the new rule that you cannot do incentivized reviews. This kind of stopped. Everybody was doing this for a while, right? They would send out a product to somebody. And as long as that person said something like, I received this product in exchange for a review, that's no longer a thing. All right. That's going to get you in trouble. Amazon has removed, I believe, the majority, if not all of those. I haven't actually checked, but those things should be gone. All right. So definitely don't want to do that. All right, here's a really good one. A seller offers to provide a refund or reimbursement after the buyer writes a review, including reimbursements via a non-Amazon payment method. Okay, this could be done via buyer-seller messaging or Amazon or directly contacting customers or using third-party services, websites, or social media groups. So this, this is going to create some debate, right? So there's, there's rebate companies out there, right? Where, or you might even offer your own rebate where somebody buys your product and there's a rebate form inside your product that gives them a large percentage off or some of these rebate services will give 100% of their money back after a certain amount of time. Now, it sounds like that would be okay as long as the customer hasn't left a review. But this says you're providing a refund or reimbursement after the buyer writes a review. So even if you're not aware that the buyer left a review and you offer a rebate, you could potentially be in trouble here by the, by the letter of the law here, by what they're saying, okay? Take that for what it's worth. Read it. A seller offers to provide a refund or reimbursement after the buyer writes a review. So I would be careful with that. I certainly wouldn't use any kind of rebate service or you use your own rebates to try to get reviews, okay? Maybe if you're doing it for a launch, okay? You want to get some traction with launching a product and getting keywords ranked. But again, if Amazon goes in and starts seeing that people have left reviews and then suddenly somehow they detect that they're getting rebates after the fact, that could be potentially a problem. So let's open that up to discussion in our FBA High Rollers group and see what you guys think about that. By the way, before I continue, let me mention that if you are not a member 
of our FBA High Rollers group in Facebook. That's what it's called, FBA High Rollers. Just type that into the Facebook search box, okay? Then you're missing out. There's over 50,000 Amazon sellers in that group. A lot of people ask me, Manny, how do you keep up with everything that's going on? How do you know this, this, and this? A lot of that comes from that group, okay? People are posting in there constantly, all right? I wasn't the first one to, to post about this information. My buddy Leron actually posted this. He was the first one I saw that posted these new terms of service. So it's a really cool group, guys. Get in there. You can also go to ampmpodcast.com forward slash Facebook, and that'll redirect you right to the group where you can sign up. It's a closed group, so you have to be approved. Usually happens within 24 hours. Let's get on to the next one here. Okay, a seller uses a third-party service that offers free or discounted products tied to a review. For example, a review club that requires customers to register their Amazon public profile so that sellers can monitor their reviews. All right, I don't know of any major companies that are doing this anymore. It used to be where if you were a buyer, I guess, and you were looking for discounts and stuff like that, you would use one of these review services and you'd go in there and you'd get you know, the new iPhone case for 99 cents because you know, they were using these services to get ranks on keywords, right? And you had to tie your Amazon account to that so that they can make sure that you were actually leaving a review after using that coupon code. Okay, so now that's illegal. That's against terms of service, I should say, not illegal. Against terms of service to use any service that actually ties your account to it so that they can monitor whether you're actually leaving reviews or not. Okay, so if you're using something like that, run away. All right, next one. A family member or employee of the seller posts a review of the seller's products or a competitor's product. This goes back to the very first one that we talked about, right? You're not supposed to go and post on yours or on your competitors. Well, you can't have family members do the same thing or employees. Well, I've been seeing online a lot of the Chinese factories that are coming in and creating some havoc with a lot of niches and stuff. I read some articles where basically everybody in their, their company go on and create seller central accounts, and then they can use that to really manipulate the system. I'm sure it happens in every country. That This article was about some Chinese sellers that were actually doing this. So anyways, guys, that goes without saying. If you have family members going in and reviewing the products, you're going to potentially get in trouble. Now, that said, I've said this, I think every single person that's ever had a podcast or has had a course or has spoken on stage or whatever will tell you and probably still will tell you to get your initial reviews. Go out there and get family and friends to do your initial reviews. Get some kind of traction so that you can get, when you start running paid media, right? You're running sponsored ads or you're doing a launch. You start off with something other than zero reviews. This particular terms of service clause right here is saying you can't do that. If you do that and they find out about it, you know, you could bring down the wrath of Amazon. One of those bad things that we mentioned earlier could happen to you. So keep that in mind, right? Everybody has risk tolerances. When you go out and you drive on the freeway and you're going 75 miles per hour instead of 55, and that's the limit, 55, you risk getting a ticket. A ticket isn't as bad as getting your Amazon account suspended, okay? So anyways, think about that. Friends and family, no longer a, a good option. And remember, they're very good about linking that kind of thing, all right? They do have the early reviewer program, though, which is about $60, I believe, which will get you your first initial reviews, okay? So if that's something you've never heard of, look into that, okay? Amazon actually provides that, which is kind of weird, right? Because they're actually getting you to pay them money to actually go out and incentivize some Amazon sellers to leave you a review after they've purchased your product, which is, it violates their terms of service technically, right? So they're doing what they're saying you can't do. But anyways, that's, it's Amazon's game. We've got to abide by the rules here. All right, next one. A seller asks a reviewer to change or remove their review. They might also offer a refund or other compensation to a reviewer in exchange for doing so. 
So this is a pretty big one, guys. Think about this. You've used programs out there, tools that have been able to take, let's say your reviews, you get a, a negative review, a one-star review, and they can match that review to the actual person that buys or actually purchased so that you can then, I guess in theory, right, go out and contact that person and get them to change that review. You're usually going to go out to them and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that you had this problem. Let me send you a new one absolutely free of charge. You know, and if you now have an opportunity to review it because it works, I would love for you to update your review. That is something that I've taught in the past. According to this clause, you're not supposed to do that. Okay. You're not supposed to ask reviewers to change their review. It says change or remove the review. I, I've never asked anybody to review. I have asked them to update. I don't say, hey, will you change your review? I've asked them to update the review. For example, if the product just didn't work, you know, like I plugged it in, it doesn't work. I'll send them a new one and say, now that you can actually test it, if you don't mind updating your review on the actual product performance, that would be fantastic. This is saying you can't do that anymore. And Amazon has been really, really good about going in and stopping any tools that match. They do not want people or tools to go out there and break the anonymity of reviewers. They want reviewers to remain anonymous because it helps people come forward and actually say something. Nobody wants to jump on and review a product and then get smashed <laughs> through email by, by the seller saying, what the heck are you doing, right? They don't want that. So they've probably three or four times now have made iterations to their, their website and their code to break these tools, okay? And we had a tool like that way back when it first came out. We did that after Amazon changed it. We talked to them. They're like, yeah, we don't like this. So we never, we were one of the tools that never came out with that feature again because Amazon doesn't like it. So if you're using any tool like this, I don't think any tools like that work at the time of this podcast. Maybe something else comes out. Just be careful. All right. Okay. So moving on, let's see here. Oh, we'll go down to the bottom here. A seller diverts negative reviews to be sent to them or to a different feedback mechanism while positive reviews are sent to Amazon. We've seen this a lot. Okay. Hopefully nobody's doing this anymore. Actually, I know people that are still doing this. I was at a conference and somebody was telling me that that's how they actually get good reviews. If you're not familiar with it, and don't do this because this will get you in trouble, they would send out an email follow-up after somebody buys, okay? And they would, the, basically the email would say, hey, thank you for purchasing my product X. If you have any problems with the product at all whatsoever, definitely reach out to us here and there'd be a link, okay? And that link would actually take them to them personally. It wouldn't take them to a review page, okay? Or it would take them to the seller feedback, okay? Because the seller feedback is very easy to get something removed if it's negative, right? The seller feedback, if you don't know this, guys, if somebody sends post-seller feedback on your account and it has anything to do with your product and not about you as a seller, then you can just go in and you can, with just a few clicks, you can get that removed very, very easily. So people were diverting. If you have a problem with the product, you know, click here and then people can leave seller feedback and they say, oh, the product is garbage, blah, blah, blah. Then they could just get those removed because it was very simple just to do a couple clicks and you're done. The second part of that email would say, if on the other hand, you really love the product, why don't you click here and leave us a review? They're not saying leave us a positive review, but they are qualifying it by saying, if you love the product. And they're also qualifying it by saying, if you had a problem, go over here. You're splitting that traffic. Amazon doesn't want that. They don't allow that. There were email follow-up tools out there that actually had templates built in that automatically did that. Like you could just sign up for one of these things, click a template, and this was the email that went out. It would just insert the name of your product. So you got to be careful, guys. That will get you in trouble now. Don't do it. It is something that I used to do. All of these things, for the most part, I used to do, and, and most, most sellers that are doing well have done at some point, and that's why these guidelines come out, because Amazon looks at them and goes, you know what? That's pushing the boundaries, or we don't like it, right? 
Another one. This one's really big here, guys. A seller creates a variation relationship between products with the aim of manipulating reviews and boosting a product star rating via review aggregation. And what that means is you go out and you have you know two products. One has one review because it's new. The other one has a thousand reviews. And you say, you know what? I'm going to merge them into a, a, a variation, right? Into children. So that way they get combined. And the one that has one review now is clumped in there. So they now have a thousand reviews. They don't want that. Okay. In fact, Amazon, if you're not aware, is now going out and it's breaking up the reviews for a lot of products that are in variation mode, right? So if you have five products that are all variations and before they you know, combined, they all had a thousand reviews. You might log in to find out that now they're all broken down separately. You know, the yellow product has four reviews, the blue one has 700 reviews and so forth, right? So that is changing. There's two left here. This one's interesting. A seller inserts a request for a positive Amazon review or an incentive in exchange for a review into the product packaging, okay, the product packaging or the shipping box. Now, I want to differentiate between these two, okay? The shipping box is just the box that comes, you know, the Amazon box. If a merchant is fulfilling something, they take the product, they throw it into a box, and they ship it out. Amazon doesn't want you to throw things into that box in the first place, right? It should be in the, people are saying, well, just keep it on the product packaging. And you're allowed to do whatever you want for the most part on the product packaging. Well, this is now saying, all right, even if it's in the product packaging, right, that your, your manufacturer is creating for you, you cannot request for a positive Amazon review. Okay. This is huge. Now you can still do inserts according to this, the way I'm reading it, you can still do an insert and ask for a review. You just can't ask for a positive review. That's kind of been the thing. Okay. So be careful on your wording. Okay. Don't say if you like this product, leave me a review because that's asking for a positive review. Even though you didn't ask for a positive review, be smart about it. Be careful. Can you still do inserts according to the way I'm reading this? I would say yes. You can still put inserts. You can put them in your package. You can put it on the package itself, the product packaging, and you should be fine. But do not ask for a positive Amazon review. If you're going to ask for a review, just ask for a review in general, okay? And you should be fine. Okay. And finally, a seller uses a customer account to write or change a review on his or her competitor's product. Yeah, that goes back to some of the earlier one that we talked about. Don't use your account to do this kind of stuff and you should be fine. So that's it. Those are all of the, the review terms of services that are out there. You can use the early reviewer program to actually get some initial reviews. You're going to have to be creative on getting some of those reviews. Remember, you can still use launch services. As, as far as we can tell from everything we're seeing, launch services are fine. You can use giveaways. You can use Facebook ads. You can use anything that you want in order to try to get sales. And then hopefully from those sales, you get actual reviews. You might have to discount things substantially. But again, read these terms of service to make sure that you're not violating those rules because you don't want to you know, be in the middle of your launch and then somehow get your account pulled or get your product pulled. So wanted to throw that out there. There's a lot of different ways of, of doing this. This is why going back and listening to a podcast that's a year old or buying a training course that hasn't been updated in a year or you know, reading old posts online or old YouTube videos can get you in trouble because they'll go in and they'll say, you should do this, this, and this to get reviews or whatever it is that you're, you're doing. Something that no longer is a case that violates terms of service, right? And then the new seller doesn't know, right? If they're brand new, remember when you were brand new and you got into this, everything was amazing. You didn't know any of this stuff. So they follow some YouTube video from 2017 and then bam, they get shut down, right? They get hosed. So definitely make sure that you're always up to date. One way of doing this, guys, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention this one more time. 
is to join the FBA High Rollers group, okay? If you're in there, then you're going to be finding out things very quickly. It's the power of 50,000 plus Amazon sellers, an amazing community. Definitely check that out. And also, we have a lot of resources available to you. If you, over, if you go over to ampmpodcast.com forward slash resources, there's a lot of stuff that I recommend in there. Definitely check it out. And that is it, guys. So hopefully you learned something. I haven't done one of these TOS podcasts in a while, but I think this one was pretty important. So uh, until next time, guys, keep on crushing it. My name is Manny Coates. Talk to you later. You've been listening to the AMPM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.